Welcome back, pop culture fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me across the internet, and we're slowly inching towards spring, so he's got his short shorts on. It's Drew Douglas. Do you have short... Actually, you you probably should. I It's like 70 here, but I have um, joggers on, mm. and it's... Uh, what is today's date? The date Reno. February 16th. It's a special day. Sony has officially released Madam Web in theaters. <laughs> and the Rotten Tomatoes score. Sad. It, I, as of right now, 13%. <laughs> which is crazy. And then I saw a headline. It was like the Rotten Tomatoes score is now officially lower than Morbius. I had no idea. I knew Morbius was bad, but I didn't know it, it was 15%. Yeah. So to even get below that is amazing and for whatever reason not even kidding the hate that this is getting so far makes me want to see it even more i know that's honestly um, i was gonna say you you said you were gonna you have a surprise for me yeah. this podcast and i was gonna my prediction was you went and saw madam webb uh either you know last night or a couple days ago that is the surprise i did end up going because we are going to record yesterday. We are going to record last night. And then I ended up getting raked over the coals um, professionally. Uh, but that was uh, not a discussion for now. Uh, it really wasn't that bad. It just um, it, it prevented us from recording. So I was like, all right, what I'm going to do in that case is if I'm already torturing my or well, have been tortured, I'm going to go ahead and torture myself even more. And so I went to the final screening last night of Madam Web. And I, um, all I can say is believe, believe what you have heard about this movie. So was it busy? That was, they had, there were a decent amount of people in there. Like set the scene. I want to know what, so decent amount of people. And did you have food and drink? Yes. So I definitely, again, I was like, all right, I'm going to, um, since we couldn't record, I punished myself by going to see Madame Webb, and then I thought I'm going to punish my arteries and bowels with filling, clogging myself full of food and drink, which I did. And so I had a good time. I start, It started out, and I was like, um, like the crowd, they were kind of quiet, and I couldn't tell like what they were going to, like how they would end up reacting. And then... I um I was just gonna chow down. I was gonna slurp and chew with my mouth open. <laughs> it was gonna be one of those experiences. I um so I I ended up getting um a lot of popcorn. Blew through some popcorn, but here's the deal. About maybe five minutes into the movie, no spoilers, but five minutes into the movie, um, there's a group that they're making some commotion, and then um I was like, okay. This movie's not that bad. Ooh, what? Ho hold on. And then it's kind of like that. It just keeps going from that point forward where you're like, wait, hold on. Wait, okay. Pause. How did they do this with so many people working on a project like this? But five minutes in, whenever I was having that same thought of like, oh, it's not. And then it continues to like go off the tracks. Um, there was a group. They got up. They did not return. Whoa. They, and they were about me. Th this group had maybe four, five people. In five minutes, though, they're leaving. I mean, you got to at least finish it. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. It was not. <clears throat> here's a, 
I do not think it was that bad to get up and walk out like that in five minutes. It's not that bad. It's not such a, a, a train wreck within the first few minutes that, like, I've seen worse, like, worse movies, worse openings than this. But, again, as it goes on, there are just moments where I was thinking, I, like, started to get back into the movie. I'm like, oh, this is fun. And then there's something that happens, like, uh, okay, um, what what was the thought process behind this again? For all of the reasons attached, from writing, directing, acting, everything, it was like, as I described uh, earlier, I had talked to someone at work, it's like the most AI movie. It's like AI wrote the movie, directed it, and even starred in it. Because there, there are a few performances where it's like, what was the direction here? It like, it fails from the director in terms of like them telling what what to do, how, how to deliver this, and also editing. There are some ways that you can cover some of that up. There's It's just like, believe, believe what you're hearing about this movie. I hate to crap so much. Well, I mean, it, it gets me more excited. But And that's for me too. Like uh, That's where I was like, I, now I got to see this. And then I'm like, all right, if we pod, I don't know if you're going, going to see this movie until it's like out streaming. So I'm going to go and I'm like, I'll I'll go and, and do this, and I'm glad I didn't see this on Valentine's night because it would have made me sad. <laughs> but then at least with this, um, like going and uh, and seeing it the night after, there's a, again like the crowd. They weren't rambunctious by any means. They weren't into it though. They were they were very like flat. But that I want to say this movie as well without giving anything away. That's how I describe this movie, flat. It's a flatliner movie. Like, it just, it, it surprised me that, again, they just continued going down this road. And I don't want to say too much more beyond that until you see it. Because it's like, I, I'm just, I'm confused. There's like, there are certain people that are attached that I, I would assume would end up put, putting them back on track or trying to get back in a direction. But, yeah. Yeah, believe believe what you're seeing uh, for the reviews. I've seen a few be a lot harsher on this movie than what I like how I feel, but it's bad. It's a bad movie. So you really hated Venom. Let there be carnage. Ooh. This doesn't sound as bad though. You know what's what's wild? I think this might this is going to ruffle some feathers. I'd rather rewatch this than Venom. Let there be carnage. I mean, would you? It's like, would you rather watch? Tom Hardy in a bad movie or Dakota Johnson in a bad movie. I'm going to have to think about that. Cause I, I've, it's all over the map in terms of I've read, I've read that she's really bad. And I read that she's the best thing in it, even though the reaction overall is like really negative. It's like people within that thought process are still um, coming up with different reasons why it might be good or really bad see that that's where i do i seriously do point to the direction of this the script and the direction and here's like with dakota johnson i don't again i'm not the biggest fan of hers but she can she can act i know that she's been in various projects for example my my favorite role of hers is probably peanut butter falcon or bad times at the el royale um, I, that's the name of the movie, right? I believe with, uh, Chris Hemsworth, um, just with like her acting, those two 
might be my favorite of hers. But then here, it's very much so like she phones it in and I feel like everyone is phoning it in. But then there, it, it, it to me, I feel like they reached a point on set where they're like, I'm out. I'm checked out like, no, this is uh, this is the point where I'm done. Um, and it feels like that hits at different moments for people like actors, because some are better at, in better scenes and some are worse than others at, at, at like the same time. Um, but I would rewatch Morbius over this movie because one Jared Leto is just nuts. And I love seeing <laughs> him just completely unravel on screen as a vampire and that movie is bad but then let there be carnage versus this oh man i'd have to i'd have to think about that i mean i think i liked morbius more than probably let there be carnage oh me too i, I mean i really need to i'm like itching to rewatch that <laughs> i kind i kind of want to rewatch both let there be carnage and then especially bringing that up in the same discussion but also rewatch morbius because i got whenever i saw morbius i want to say that was at a time that i went and saw it at regal and there was the like if you go and see all of the sony movies you get it for free you know you get like the download mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure that was the last one i got with regal and it was let there be carnage oh no it was um no way home let there be carnage and then uh, Morbius. That's right. That's how yeah. I have it. So stink fest, which is no surprise. I'm still interested in seeing it. It's just gonna, I can't justify shelling over 18 bucks for it. Oh my gosh. No, that's I've uh, there. It's funny. Cause that was another discussion today at work briefly. It's like, what would be your breaking point? What is the, okay, this is where I'm tapped out at how much I would pay for it. Now, granted, I saw this on a subscription service, as in, you know, using my subscription service to see this, and I'm so glad I did, but there have been some online, it's funny, where I, like, people are, are pissed off that they've spent, you know, 12 to $20 to go see wow. this movie. They're like, I, I'm, I'm that mad about it. And I'm like, oh, that is the uh, that's the risk, though, of like anything. So right. you can't. I don't know if you can get really mad about the, the money that you spend. It's kind of like gambling. That's the way I see it is that it's literally it's like, like that. with anything. You could buy yeah. a meal and it have it be awful. And you're like, True. Yeah, shouldn't have, shouldn't have bought that. Yeah. Uh, so Sony still sucks is, is what I'm <laughs> gathering. Uh, I was going to ask you, we have two two pieces of MCU news. One. Mm. We we did get that brand new trailer for Deadpool three during the Super Bowl. Uh, I know you've seen it. I've watched it a handful of times. Me too. You have too. I I thought going in without even seeing, uh, you know, we made our most anticipated picks for the first half of the year, and that was my number two because it feels like it's going to save the MCU in a lot of ways. I actually <laughs> yeah. think after watching it, I still believe that the only issue I have is like, I think that movie's going to do great and be a lot of fun. It's the aftermath of the movies that are still to come that I think the realization is going to set in. Oh, we haven't quite fixed it yet. So mm. it's just going to be another, it, it's going to raise Marvel up only to like plummet when some of these, other movies come out it's like what guardians did like guardians was well received and then we had 
the marbles come out and it like derailed <laughs> any momentum Marvel had gained. And I actually think this could be detrimental to the MCU in a lot of ways because I do think it looks a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. My only critique on that trailer is much I've rewatched it so many times trying to find Easter eggs. I just think it looks like a blast. But man, I know it's a teaser, but I wish we would have gotten a, a better look at uh, Wolverine. Yeah. It's my only thing where I ended. I'm like, oh, man, that's such a cock tease. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, I, I feel the same way because we got just his the shadow and the back. And that was it. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. Everything else, though, looks like a lot of fun. Like it it, it looks like it's going to be like he's going to fit right in. And the, I thought the joke about him being uh marvels or the mcu jesus was messiah funny like it just it it surprised me that that was a joke they let in there like openly admitting yeah we have we've uh effed up we've effed up and we need a little bit of help (laughs) at least for the time being stop the bleeding yeah that's it it is funny though to 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 see that and I, I really like the trailer and I ended up I, I missed the the uh, preview, but I was scouring uh, YouTube waiting for the full length everything to drop. And whenever they dropped that, I watched it. And the first time I couldn't like I, I heard it, but I was a little distracted. And then I watched it again, liked it better. And each time I watched it, I liked it more and more and more. And I'm like, this this will be a blast. I love how we literally begin with um, with Wade looking a little bit like, I don't know, Tom, uh, was it um, uh, from Cheers? Uh, why am I blanking on his name? <laughs> Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Someone ended up putting up <laughs> like a side-by-side of like him and Cheers and then Deadpool and the hair, like the wig that he's wearing. I'm like, oh, that's incredible. So... Um, yeah, I mean, this. I'm also a little surprised by them going with the naming of Deadpool and Wolverine. I mean, I'm not that surprised, but I thought they might do something a little cheekier. Like, I, I was honestly thinking my, I did not think they would get away with it, but I, I really was expecting it to be like Deadpool threesome or mm. something like that. I feel I feel like they're almost branding it not even as a sequel. It's like this is kind of the first one. Ooh, that's a good point. That's how it that's how it it appears title-wise. The rumored title that I kept hearing and I thought was great was just Deadpool and Friend. Like it didn't even <laughs> mention Wolverine. I'm like, that's that seems uh pretty funny. I'm sick of this trend though in these Super Bowls where they showed it was a 30 second spot, I think. Yeah. And it was just like basically a tease for the trailer. Yeah. Like just make an actual 30 second spot and then say, watch like the full length is online. Yeah. Like I, we've like some of the, I don't know, some of the choices they make during the, the Super Bowl commercials is just so stupid at this point. What? It's either releasing them online early, which makes no sense. And then cutting these trailers down to where they're not even actual trailers. It's just a gimmick to get you to get online, which I still think you can do by cutting together something that makes yeah. sense. Well, and that also follows suit for several years now that we've received basically like a cold open to the trailer. And it's like trailer starts now. And it's like. <laughs> or or two days before the trailer, we get the teaser, which is 10 seconds long and is teasing the trailer, which comes out. <laughs> Yeah, it's just constant uh, 
teases for teases. The other thing I was going to say, and this is unrelated to Marvel, um, I had Twisters on my most anticipated list. That was my number three. And I honestly, after watching that trailer, I was like, I would maybe kick this out of my most anticipated list. It doesn't look bad. I don't think it looked great, though. Yeah. I think Glenn Powell looks kind of cheesy. Like his oh, little, yeah. his accent seems awful. And I'm like, I don't know. I kept waiting. I was like, uh, what animal are they going to have? Spit? You know, the, <laughs> the cow is the big thing. Yeah. The first one. I really thought they were going to recreate that. I bet they still do. Oh, yeah. But I was waiting for that money shot and it never happened in the trailer. I didn't think it looked terrible, but it was enough for me to be like, I don't know if I want you in my top five anymore. And I was going to ask you, I don't think you had anything that you had on your list that played during the Super Bowl, right? Other, you had things that you were interested in. Yeah, but, right. And, uh, you, but nothing that actually made your list. Cause mm-hmm. I was going to ask if you had any second thoughts. Not, not any second thoughts, but I will bring up two things. Uh, one, uh, the poster, have you seen the poster? It looks awful. It looks now I awful. Have it. Does it look? I need to. Look I'm going to text now. this to you right now because it honestly is. It. I don't have my phone. Just a heads up. I'm going to just twisters. Poster, okay. Yeah. And then I'll describe it to you and make sure. Oh uh, my gosh! It's just. Um, is it a? Is it the one where they're like three of them pointing at a twister? Yes. It looks like a fan made poster. Well, it's like recreating the original where they're like running away. True, from it. but they should have. They should have done a better job. It doesn't look good. And so I keep thinking, uh, and Glenn Powell's name is Tyler Owens. For some reason, I, uh, I'm i calling him t- uh, Twister Tyler because... Ah, um, he looks corny, dude. The whole setup yeah. seems really corny. Oh, yeah. um, and the second thing I was going to say is, uh, as someone who we both know um, said he only does... And I'm curious kind of to hear your thoughts on this as well. But he said, I'm... He's like, I'm I'm now making it a thing where I will do a movie a year. Like, I'm going to do a big blowout movie. I'm like, what? Like, to go to the movies? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to, like, last year is Barbie and Oppenheimer. I'm like, but there are so many other great movies to see in a theater. And he's like, but I'm just doing one. Like, it's just one one movie a year. Did like, he pick this one? Yes. And I was oh, like, boy. oh, man, this is going to be a huge letdown. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the uh, the trailer is, is not super impressive, though. We did the funniest reaction I got. The best reaction was we went on and on in this last podcast about we predicted that he was going to wear a tight white tee and he was going to get sweaty and rainy. And in this freaking trailer, he's got- <laughs> yeah. It He's got a tight white tee, and that was the most excitement I had watching the was <laughs> was we did it. We freaking nailed it. Oh yeah, that's that's incredible. I um Twister. Uh, I might yank that off the list, dude. And I had it number three, which is insane. Yeah. And looking in hindsight, I'm like, man, what was I on? I mean, the thing is, like you said, it looks fun, but it's not as fun. It doesn't look as fun as it could be. And I mean, it's, I'll definitely be seeing it in the theater, but then again, it's like, I like to go, and especially if there's like, if it's just, I like to go to the theater, but man, this was just like, I, um, I still think it looks like fun, but there, there's a lot of like, again, this could go, this could go south real fast. 
this was something too, I think relatively early in the trailer, I was like, I don't like this. And I think it was the Glenn Powell, like the rival storm chaser. And he's got like this entourage. I'm like, gosh, yeah. this looks so corny. And then he, social media. Yeah. And then he's like talking and I'm like, what accent is this and why? Just have him talk like Glenn Powell. Yeah. So that yeah, was a he... that was a bummer. And I don't even know. I, I haven't seen her a ton, but Daisy Edgar Jones, like mm-hmm. in this trailer alone, I was like, You you're not selling me to come see this movie if you're the lead. Not at all. Not at all. Disappointment. Yeah. Disappointment. Yeah, the only thing that's selling me is is Glenn Powell and for most people, this wouldn't be the case, but I think this would be the case for both of us. It's the Minari director. We're literally getting him going from not right because yeah, Minari was his I, last film. I, I would be willing to bet you and I are going to watch this movie and have no idea that who would have that directed this. Like anyone, yeah. it just—it's going to be uh, a generic blockbuster with—I don't even know—I—I I couldn't describe his style anyway. This is just feel, I don't know. I don't know what this is going to be other than maybe paint by numbers. I just think if, if getting me to the theater, I wanted to see twisters going nuts. And then I watched this and I'm like the twisters. I I have no memorable shots of twisters in this trailer. Like from my memory, I'm trying to think of a money shot and there is none. And you like that at the very end though, whenever he yells out, he's like, we got twins, twins. (laughs) No, (laughs) Uh, I mean, even the stupid font where it's like Twister and then it adds the yes. Oh my God. (laughs) I need to rewatch it. I've watched it twice now and I was underwhelmed, but maybe, maybe third time's the charm. Now we did finally going back to the MCU Valentine's day. We, we finally officially got the cast for Marvel's, uh, Marvel Studios, the Fantastic Four, and I just wonder what you what you thought, and we can go cast member by cast member, starting with uh, let's start with the Thing, and that's <laughs> that's going to be ca- uh, uh, Ben Grimm, aka the Thing. Eben mm-hmm. Moss Backrack is playing him. I don't know how familiar you are with him. He's in the Bear. Not a, yeah, not at all. Oh, really. he's in the Bear. He was on Girls, uh, season one of The Punisher. He's he's someone that I like a lot, and I don't know if I envision him as Ben Grimm, but he's a great actor, and I think that's good casting. Yeah, that since I don't know much about him, I can't really say, but I was very surprised by this choice because I went back and started looking at um, a few clips of him in The Bear. Again, I don't want to spoil too much about that show because I do want to eventually watch it. Um, but honestly, truthfully... And I know we've got another bear uh, star. I would have rather seen Johnny B, John Bernthal, as Ben Grimm. And I guess that, my argument is this. That he's the Punisher? Well, no, is that I'm imagining he's going to be uh, Ben for a very small amount of time, and then he's CG the rest of the film. So we're really only casting a okay. voice actor. True. So... I don't know. I'm interested to see what the thing is going to look like because I am. I, I assume he's going to be all CG, mm-hmm. and that can be good or bad. I mean, that could be. I, it's going to be a we have a, a new Hulk essentially, and as long as he looks yeah. good and the voice is fine, 
uh there's that i think that's gonna be okay like i'm not gonna waste one he is punisher and then two i'm not gonna waste johnny b on that i want to see his face that's a good point that's that's very true and i mean but then again if we got the voice of john bernthal i mean i'd still take it but uh as far as eben yeah that's uh i don't i just i don't really have a read on it because of the four he's obviously the one that i don't it's not just a limited exposure is no exposure. Like Mm. I went and looked at what he's been in. I'm like, Oh man, like I feel like I'm slacking on this guy. Uh, Johnny storm is going to be played by Joseph Quinn, who we fell in love with. I think probably in season four of stranger things. That's Mm -hmm. the only thing I know this guy from. And uh eddie munson is the character he plays on stranger things Mm -hmm. and that was a character that i ended up loving quite a bit i thought he did a great job i he's not necessarily who i envision as johnny i he's not that pretty boy like chris evans um but i think it's interesting casting i i think i liked him so much in stranger things that i can get behind this I dig this. I like it. I think that we're going to start seeing more of Joseph Quinn. I went back and rewatched Quiet Day Day One, or, or I'm sorry, he's in that. Quiet yeah. Day. The Quiet, the quiet Place, day, day, day One. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Quiet Day. There's only one day that we survive, and it's Day One. Um, but the Quiet Place Day One, and it's where um Quinn plays alongside um uh Lapita in that, and I believe that he's like the second, like her the co-star. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so anyways, with that being the case, I um he's leveling up, man. Yeah, so with him being second in command there, here we have him leveling up with this role. I'm anxious to see more of Joseph Quinn, but he di- he killed it as Eddie. So if he did a great job in that, again, I don't have much of a read on him outside of Eddie, but if he committed what he did to if he commits to this like he did with Eddie in Stranger Things, I'm I'm here for it. And I'm really interested. Like, maybe he's going to be more of like a punk kid or something like that. I don't know. I I'm curious. Not. Let's get traditional. I I hope they don't do that. It does make me wonder if they are going to start changing a little bit, a little bit. But they're. I think I think they're going to have to be pretty accurate. Yeah. To to win fans over. Now, the only other casting that was ever rumored for Johnny that I was like all in on was Jack Quaid. Mm. I never thought about him. And if I could swap those two, I think Jack Quaid is, um, he would be an unusual pick, I think, in a lot of ways. But, man, I love that guy so much. And yeah. when I heard of him as a possibility, I was like, yes, Jack's get solid. him on board. Yeah, I think that would be great. But I do think he... <laughs> I just thought of something. What if we got the Quaid family where Reed Richards was Dennis Quaid, Meg <laughs> Ryan was Sue Storm, <laughs> and Jack Quaid, their son played Johnny and the thing is just played by, I don't know, Danny DeVito or something like that. God. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, that that would have been a solid casting as well. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. That's the uh, Twisters tagline. (laughs) Nowhere to run. So stupid. Nowhere to hide. Actually, there is a place you just drive as far away as you can and there's going to be plenty of places to hide. Yeah, it's I I'm not a fan of it. I I I thought it was kind of cheeky, but I'm like, eh. Do you like it? Do you like that slogan? No, I mean it's fine. It just it is what it, I don't know. I mean, I instantly am like, I could hide anywhere. I would just drive <laughs> thirty miles away. 
Or if that. you end up getting a an alert and you just pay attention to the weather and you just go to my storm okay. shelter and yeah. just hide. So um, Sue Storm, this one I know you you had to have loved. Oh man, yes, because you're obsessed 100%. with this woman, obsessed. Vanessa Kirby, loves, who has a the fortunate last name of Kirby, and then the Fantastic <laughs> Four being created by Jack Kirby, or you know, <laughs> I think that's kind of neat. Nepotism. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the a long lost descendant. They're only hiring people with the last name Kirby now. That's what they're stooping to. So she is Sue Storm. I think this is pretty good casting because she's a good actress. Man, she's so good. I guess um, the only thing is is her chemistry with the lead, who is Reed Richards, aka Mr. Fantastic, officially being played by Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. They gotta have good chemistry. Yeah. Because these two are in love and they are the heads of the Fantastic Four. A Pedro is uh I mean, I'm still I, I'm gonna have to be won over a little bit. And my biggest knock on him beyond he doesn't necessarily look like Reed to me, mm-hmm. which is okay because people be, people get cast all the time and they don't look necessarily like what you would expect. Pedro is a great actor. I just, his age is the thing I can't get over. The dude's mm-hmm. going to be like 50 years old. <laughs> oh, yeah. If they, if they, by the time this thing comes out, he's going to be around 50. And this isn't like a Mahershala Ali thing where, Blade's going to roll out and he's going to be 50 years old, but that dude looks amazing. Pedro looks good too. I don't, some, I, this way back months ago, this has been rumored and I've never really liked it. But weirdly enough, you know, Marvel sent out this Valentine's Day card and it had the cast on there and all these, you know, Easter eggs of what we can expect. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe he will be amazing because it does look kind of cool. Yeah. We'll see. I'm going to have to believe that they know what they're doing. I think of all the casting, this is probably the most, this is the outlier of it's it's different casting, but he's a good actor mm-hmm. and he's very popular. Like he's in everything. Yeah. So that probably goes into it. But I'm assuming that they hopefully cast him because he he is really good for this role and not just because star power um he he's in everything right now you know yeah. what i mean i i do because i think pedro's an incredible actor i love him um he's whenever i first saw him in game of thrones uh he was easily my favorite character he shot up to my favorite character and then um he remained as one of my favorite characters throughout that entire series just f- for his acting and then I went back and I'm like, man, this guy is kind of like Cliff Curtis, where he's been in a lot of movies and shows, but you don't remember, at least I couldn't remember his name. And then I started paying attention to him after Game of Thrones. And then from that point forward, he's just skyrocketed. I mean, he's now become like the actor over the last five years easily. So I am very, very interested to see what he brings to this, especially like you said, the chemistry with Kirby, because I love Pedro, and I have always liked Pedro once I started paying attention to him. And then um, I do see a little bit of Reed, but I never thought of that. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, he's kind of got, especially uh, his role as Joel in The Last of Us, he's got some of the gray side, like on on his uh, side, his temple there, where it's kind of like Reed. And I see a little bit of that, of Reed just blending into his, like, natural, him just being another character but 
I, I could see him doing a great job with this. And the other thing is, Reed Richards, is supposed, he's supposed to be like the smartest man, like smarter than Bruce Banner, smarter than Tony Stark. He's supposed to be, is it the smartest man alive? That's his moniker? I believe so, yeah. So I could see... He can also stretch his penis out really far. <laughs> he's... Uh, that's the other thing I can't wait for. So we got the Eternals giving us our first sex scene in a Marvel's movie. I can't wait for the second one to be followed <laughs> up in this, and it's going to be a really weird... It's going to be Sue in one room and then Reed's in the other. He's like working, uh, just typing away on some <laughs> science equation, but he's also uh, having sex with his wife. We're basically do, going to get a I, repeat of The Watchmen. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the the fan I think the Fantastic Four is great on the big screen. I it it is going to be how silly will that look? Sure, yeah. Will the body thing look silly? Yeah. Will the thing look silly? Will Sue's powers look silly? I hope the I for some reason the stretching thing could be really dopey if they don't like if this is one of those rush jobs. Yeah, and this is coming out like next fall, but you know how some of Marvel's effects have been lately. Well, and especially we got John Krasinski as Reed and uh, Multiverse of Madness, and he was stretching out, and he got uh, shredded into little spaghetti pieces. I mean, did the I? I'm trying to think if that even looked cool. If he looked cool when he used his powers, I just that was the only time when he used it, and I was like, oh, he's dying. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> that's it. It didn't last long enough for us to really think too much about it. But yeah, you're right though. It all hinges on. Does this look hokey or can they pull it off? I hope this is true to the comics mostly. And uh, I think overall, I'm going to give this casting like a B plus. They're all, they're all names that were rumored for a long time, but now it's officially confirmed. And because it's confirmed, I can like maybe visualize it a little bit more and I'm okay with that. I think it's going to be hopefully okay. I I don't know. And I do like the idea that this is like May is like set in like the 60s. I was getting ready to ask, what do you think about the time period piece and that element of it? I think that's great. Now, are they thrown back into the 60s? Are they from the 60s and they're, they've been locked away somewhere in space this entire time? That's going to be interesting to see what they do. But um, I, ha- I hope this is good because the Fantastic Four deserve a good movie. Oh, yeah. And then and after I'm, that last thing with Josh Trank, I mean, that was abysmal. Oh, man. And the first two aren't great. I mean, they're better than that. But those are like those dated Sony, Madam Web freaking mm-hmm. comic movies. But yeah, that was a fun little announcement. I, I do miss the the days when Marvel would be able to announce these at like, a comic-con type event like those were fun when they would that's how they used to announce things and now that's like not even a thing anymore mm-hmm. and i'm wondering with if with this it was we're like starting production very soon we'll start shooting this so we have to do it now like this was a fun little way to do it but i miss the grand way they used to mm-hmm. unveil movies and casting announcements and now it's just like a freaking twitter announcement and it's yeah it's it's kind of it's depressing yeah. it's depressing like that madam web 13 <laughs> percent on tomato score i agree though because like that whole show showmanship of it was just a lot of fun to end up seeing 
and then just like the big presentation and the the rollout like you say like comic-con bring bring them out on stage and you get to like hear a little bit from them about well why why did you do it or what is interesting you and all of that it just i agree i feel the same way doesn't marvel have its own thing what was it shut was it like i mean you've got d is it d23 uh where yeah, i don't understand why it took so long for them to announce this too yeah because the all of these actors have been rumored for months so this isn't like some shocking casting announcement it's just now we officially know it mm-hmm. anyway um i thought one we're gonna we're gonna before we before we scoot we're gonna make rotten tomatoes predictions for the month of march Ooh. And then we'll talk about Mr. and Mrs. Smith because I finally wrapped that up. And I know you plowed through it and I think one night, correct? One night, pretty much. I mean, it was basically an extended night because watched all episodes except for almost close to what you did. But it's all except for the final three in one night, which was the night that Friday after it all came out. And then that Saturday morning watch the final three so before before we do that ron tomatoes predictions now january we had four movies and what was the uh i believe i won every one of those but one yep i uh the only one well i'll just go down the list starting from the top beekeeper you got uh that 70 surprisingly david Ayer has uh not only a decent movie critically but uh or at least <laughs> scoring decent with critics and audiences but it turned into a decent box office hit for him Gosh, as well i want to see that i should tell you i didn't tell you this i did rewatch suicide squad Ooh, yeah what do you think better worse the same Probably around the same, but it is one of those things where it, it truly has gotten better every time I watched it. By the end of it, I'm like, this is pretty mediocre. It is a mediocre movie, but I think there's enough in there for me to be like, I, 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 I'm into it. Because I was, I wrapped up the Suicide Squad game, and I keep thinking about Suicide Squad. So I was like, I'm going to watch that, and then I'm going to rewatch James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, just a little David Ayer action for you. <laughs> I want to, I want to go back and rewatch that as well, because that's, uh, that it does. I do enjoy it. Like it's a fun, fun, guilty pleasure. So you won that. It got sev- the beekeeper got 70% from uh, critics. You guessed 46. I ga- guessed sadly 35%. Ooh. Next up is mean girls. This is the only one I got. Uh, it got 70%. I guess 65, I was just five away. You were eight away with 78. And then Night Swim, you got that. Uh, Unfortunately, Wyatt Russell could not save this movie. got 22%. You guessed 52. I said an outrageously high 80%. Yeah, what was the thought process behind that? I, I was hoping that the power of the Russell would end up saving us or saving this score. Um, Miller's Girl, which just came and went in the middle of the night, like Moon Knight. Remember that? Uh, they were just like, <laughs> like Moon Knight. Yeah, here, Moon Knight was really gone. good, though. I what did, am I thinking did you of? See, What's Moon Knight? Uh, that was the um, Oscar Isaac Disney uh, Marvel show. Oh, I was thinking Moonlight with uh, Mahershala Ali. Um, yeah, that's why. Where... Why would I be thinking about that other than I they just sound like? Moon- I don't know. Moon Knight. Moon, that, that stuck around. Moon, Moon Knight. Yeah, Moon Knight with Oscar Isaac, the uh, MCU Disney Plus show. 
It is kind of like that. It was here and then gone. Miller's Girl, though, got 31%. That's a weird yeah. compare. I don't even know how you got from Miller's Girl to Moon <laughs> I'm just trying to draw some comparisons of just forgetting something. You're just, like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Bringing up the MCU and every yeah, conversation. Yeah. Uh, but Miller's Girl, uh, 31. You guessed 67, and I said 82. Good gosh. Yeah, so you got three out of four. I got one. Three out of four in January. Now, February, one two, three, four. We've locked up four movies so far. Uh, I have gotten Bob Marley, One Love, which just came out a couple days ago. That's getting ripped. I said 71, you said 80, so I get that one. Lisa Frankenstein came and went. That's one of those that came and went that no one's ever going to think about again. Yeah. I said 58, you said 72, so I get that one. Argyle. <laughs> I, I said 42 you said 55 that's been ripped that's like 30 something uh and then this this week along with bob marley madam webb came out at 13 percent right now i said 44 you said 30 so right now that's the only one that you've gotten right Ooh. we still have ordinary angels next week i win high on that i said 59 percent. you went 32 i think it's I don't know what to expect. I still think that one could do decent, but that's probably a good shot of you getting that one. Man, let's hope so. And then Drive Away Dolls also next week. I, I did 84, you did 82. I feel like that probably leans in your favor. I need a lot of favors right now. That's for sure. So if you get those two, we're basically even at least for this month. Yeah, we're clo we're closer. I'm closing in, but I need both of those. Because I don't need like a complete blowout. And December was great, but that's the one-off. That was the limited series that needs to come back. So March, I'm just going to go through in order of release. Mm -hmm. and we're going to start with uh, a Netflix movie starring Adam Sandler. It's called Spaceman. Oh, yeah. This looks interesting. This could either be good, like any movie, obviously, this is going to sound stupid, good or bad. This could be like a good sci-fi or really sappy. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, it's an alien helping a man with his marriage, something along those lines. Uh, the Sandman looks pretty good, and I think it looks all right. And it's from the Chernobyl guy. Yeah, I never watched Chernobyl, but I know who you're talking about. So it's somebody that can put together something decent. I don't know, man. I don't know yeah. what to expect on this. I'm going to make, since you're, since you're losing, I'm going to have you go first on this one. See, I always want to go. I honestly, no joke, had guessed super low. And then I kept thinking, I'm like, oh, wait a second. And I always forget this. But it's, as I just said, Chernobyl, um, where we've got one of the creatives behind that, which I would argue is might be my favorite miniseries. Um, but man, I just, Ooh, it, I feel like so much of it hinges on the look of this alien and the hokiness of it. I don't know, man. I'm actually, I'm, 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 I'll go with 75%. I kind of hope 75. I kind of hope that, that, Sandler and the alien like have sex. Oh, <laughs> and that's like the big twist. It, it's like his wife or something. It's like totally. It's like that where uh, without 
spoiling that, but it's like at one point we're like, what's going on here? And then you find out, oh, it's just the Sandman <laughs> banging this sponge. I'm going to say 62%. I think this could be... Man. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know the word that I want to use, but it could be... I, I could. I, it's like it, there, it, it thinks it's smarter than it actually is. Yeah, that's what I... I honestly, I originally said 52%. Ooh. So you're in the ballpark of what I originally... I'm like, no, it's a Chernobyl guy. I, maybe I'm giving too much hope. But I don't know. That's what I did with Wyatt Russell, and you see how that turned out. Well, my favorite with Night Swim. That guy. That guy stinks. He stinks. So the next one also out March first in theaters. Dune, Part Two. Loves hard. Dune Part Two. Now, first one I think is at eighty four percent, which weirdly feels a little low. This one. Uh, there's no reviews yet, but there's like social media reactions, and people yeah. are like blowing their load to it yeah they're losing their minds 84 for the first one i'm gonna say 88 for dune part two dean i'm gonna i'm gonna price is right you and say 89 oh you know it's a risk to go one above though it is uh but i'm i'm gonna i'm willing to go i think this movie is gonna be i i'm so stoked and it's probably my excitement getting the best of me but i do think We've got a lot of solid things working in the favor of this being um, critically praised. Uh, one, uh, Austin Butler is changing not only his looks, but his voice again. He's mimicking uh, Stellan that Skarsgård. All, that's all that he can do is just change his voice. <laughs> Acting. Oh. So the next one, Kung Fu Panda 4 out March 8th uh, for reference. Kung Fu Panda in 2008, 87%. The second one, 81%. And then the third one, 87%. What? So good Lord. All of these have gotten really good reviews. Wow. A good consensus. I'll go a little lower. Um, and I'm going to say 84%. 84%. So that that puts it. As the third lowest one. I came 87, 81, and 87. Yeah, I think uh, that's, yeah. I've never seen one of those movies. Have you? No. <laughs> I <just> no, <laughs> I'm not eight <laughs> years old. Um, there's a weird gap too. I mean, 2008 and then it goes to 2011 then 2016 it's been a long time since they've done yeah. one of these because they ran out of steam they don't they don't know what to do next kung because fu they panda. were they were freaking spoofing the other if you remember the kung fu panda movies they were spoofing uh kill bill good god um <laughs> i'm going i'll, I'll say 76 percent mm. i'm gonna go lower uh and I, I, part of me is like, it's been a long time since these have come out. But are you grading on the scale of will a child enjoy this and is it competently yes. put together? Yeah. And it's probably going to be in the 80s again. They're, they're probably going to be... you. Uh, I'm still locking in 76, but I think I lost okay. that one. Uh, <laughs> the, the next one, Arthur the King. This is a new Mark Wahlberg movie about 
An adventure racer adopts a stray dog named Arthur to join him on an epic endurance. I saw this trailer. This is right up my alley, but I also know I could never see this in a theater because I would, I know I would cry because it's dogs. I don't know what happens <laughs> to this dog, but the trailer alone got me misty, a little misty eyed. Um, bah, bah, bah. I don't, this looks good. I, I actually really like the, the trailer to this. This looks like a fun movie. Well, I say fun, but then like the same as you, it would also get me missed all uh, waterworking. Like it looks good. I don't know how well it's going to receive. And the director of this worked with Wahlberg on the Family Plan, that Apple movie that looked like complete yeah. ass. That looks so bad, dude. That looks <laughs> so bad. This looks better, and I think the subject matter is better. I just don't know if people are going to necessarily love it. I'm going to lock in. Hmm. I'll look in 60, let's do 63%. Arthur the King at March 15th. Man, there's something that was telling me along the same lines as you. Um, oh, man, this is tough. Um, oh, boy. I don't think this is going to get great reviews. In my head, it does help to go second because in my head, I'm like, if you did 63, yeah. I would do 62 because I have that big of a gap to get it right. Whereas if you do 64, it's obviously smaller because you're closer to that 100. And I do think people... Yeah, with critics, that's a big thing. Like, I don't think this is going to get like universal praise. Not to not to talk you into going high or low. I'm just in my head. I'm like, crap, I think I put you in a good position to win. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, also looking at dog movies and things like that. I don't know. I. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, too, because in the movie, the dog talks. It, like, it has like a narration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm actually I hope I don't regret this. I'm going to go above you and I'm going. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I literally just typed in 64%. What are you doing? <laughs> That's uh, not probably what you were doing. Uh, let's go. I want this to be a little fun. Let's do 68%. Oh, boy. Yeah. 68%. I, sh I should have done 64, but I'm like, yeah. You should have done 64. Let's 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 have a little, make it a game. You need to be playing conservative, conservative do, though, because yeah. you're losing. Uh, March 22nd. Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Which always surprises me. Keeps keeps me on my toes. What, what, that this is coming out? Yeah. And March. And I keep forgetting about it. And now it's got this winter setting, and by that point, it's like not going to be cold. <laughs> That's kind of a bummer. Um, Let's see. What was the... Uh, Afterlife. Uh, Afterlife. Sorry, I got to look up what this got on. Rot tomato. So Afterlife's got sixty four percent. Interesting. That's a movie too. Every time I watch it, I can't get over the Egon stuff. It's so bad. <laughs> I really, really, I don't know where we talk about that on the podcast. If you don't know what I'm talking about, but we, I've gone on rants about why I don't understand any of the thought process behind what they do with Egon. Yeah, um... it's just. <laughs> It blows my mind. It truly, I'm just like, this is, I, I I, don't get it. I don't like it. It almost ruins the movie for me. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Man, Frozen Empire. So Afterlife, 64%. Am I going first or are you doing this one? Um, I'll be going first because last was Arthur the King where you went and uh, put me in a good, well, maybe a good spot. Um, I'm, That's true. I'm yeah. going to say this will uh, do a little better because it will have less nostalgia, more like original story. I'm going to say 70%. I'll go a little bit higher. Will it have less? Because I saw the kid get slimed by Slimer and it was the same gag. Uh, yes there's and that, no. And there's some other thing where I'm like, you literally are still doing the same stuff. I will say. It, it's like them in the library. I think it's, I think they do that again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh... <laughs> Which, by the They're way, like, we don't we we have got to figure out an action set piece for this. Oh, let's just rewatch Ghostbusters and we'll steal something from that. <laughs> no one will ever know. And then we've got the mayor coming back. Right. The, is it the Good mayor Lord from? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll say it's. A, well, I don't know if he was mayor last time. I think he's mayor now. OK. But yeah, all 70 percent. 70 percent. Getting slimed with 70 I'm trying to talk myself into going 71 or above. <laughs> and I just don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Is it dirty for me to do 69%? Because <laughs> no. I feel like it is kind of playing cheap. I don't want to do that. I don't want to play cheap. I mean, um, feel free to do it. No, um, I'm just going to like get that. a higher score. I don't want to be like that because it will just keep doing. I don't want to just be doing that back and forth with yeah. with each other. Uh, that, God, Frozen Empire. I do. I like what I've seen so far. Like I'm excited to see this. Yeah, it does. It does look really good. Outside of again seeing these old guys again, I'm just like, can we move the f on? Would you Would you God. rather see the ladies? Uh, pop up <laughs> from the. Uh, I didn't hate that one. Yeah, I'm like one of seven people on Earth that like did not hate the. And that got seventy four percent. The Paul Fee version. Um, yeah, good. So that great. got seventy four percent. I'm gonna do. I'll do. I'll do. Gosh, Ghostbusters two got fifty five percent. Well, I love Ghostbusters two. I could argue that's my favorite one. And the without OG any hesitation, without yeah. any hesitation, I like the second one. Uh, you 60, think it's your favorite? It honestly might be. And I. it is one of those things when you think about something, that's the one as a child I watched the most. So I, when I think of Ghostbusters, I think of Ghostbusters 2. Like the stuff in that one, re-watching Ghostbusters years and years ago for the first time in a long time as uh -huh. like an adult, I'm like, wh where's this part at? Where's this part at? And it's all in Ghostbusters 2 because that's around the time I was really watching movies as a young boy. And I watched that one a million times as a kid. So I always associate the bulk of what I think about Ghostbusters comes from that second movie. And it's like a Christmas New Year's movie. And I oh, love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I still love the OG. Don't get me wrong. I just, there is something about the second one that I really like. It's and I, I think it is my favorite one. It's, it's just nuts how much of a discrepancy there is between the OG first movie and the second movie in terms of when you read reviews about them it's weird and i don't know why there is a lot of hate for the second one because i do yeah. i know a lot of people that feel the same way of when i think of ghostbusters i think of the second one because they're around my age too so it was the same same thing like with and it's like an indiana jones when i think of indiana jones the one that i watched a ton as a kid was temple of doom 
And mm, I could yeah. make an argument that is my favorite one. I'm not saying it's the best one, but it is the one that I have watched a million times. And it's the the action set pieces that I think of when I think of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to lock in 61% Frozen Empire. Ooh. 61%. Maybe 61, just a, wow. a, a, a notch below the first one. I hope it does well. And I hope we get, let's, let's get 10 more of these. Well, you're going, you're going to be surprised whenever it gets uh, 69% and then I end up Ooh. getting that. <laughs> so the next one um, is a limited release on March 22nd from Neon Films. This is kind of a wild, we don't usually do ones that don't have massive openings, but I think this will have a decent amount of reviews to count. And it's Sydney Sweeney in Immaculate. I don't know if you've seen the trailer oh, for yeah. this. But it's like a a nun, an American nun at a remote convent in the uh, uh, Italian countryside. It says, however, her warm welcome quickly turns into a living nightmare when she discovers her new home harbors a sinister secret and unspeakable horrors. This sounds like something we've seen a million times before, oh, but yeah. it's got it's got Sydney in it, so I might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm tr- I'm trying to remember what was that movie came out and it was like the nun's uh possession or not it's not the Pope's exorcist that had uh Russell Crowe. Yeah. But it was like around the same time. You remember that? Um I mean, I only I know that and the nun too. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of what it was. But um the There's Pope's a lot exorcist- of these. I mean, this comes out yeah. all the time. Yeah, all I don't the time, yeah. Um Hmm. <laughs> Immaculate. This is from Neon. They've been like cranking out great stuff. They've this is like some, almost yeah. uh I don't want to say like on the level of A24, but it is like the the they put trailers out for things and I'm like, oh, that is like up my alley. Oh yeah. They're I feel like they are following in the same vein as A24, but they've got um uh they're releasing this just to buy some time for Cuckoo to come out. Gosh, they got a lot of good things coming out. Honestly, um, yeah. I'm I, this one. I don't know. I I mean, I feel like we've seen or heard of this a thousand times. So I'm going to say. I'll do 58 percent. Oh, it's definitely I feel like it's going to be low. Um, sexy pups, none, though. The po- Huh? Oh, the sexy yeah, that's what they should have called it instead of immaculate. Um, the last or the the other Dude. omen movie. Is it the last omen? Um, that's coming out. And the first omen. First omen. There we go. Which um, looks as I mean, I think that that teaser is pretty good. It looks better. It looks better than this. Uh, this looks fine, but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say forty five percent. Oh boy, I'm trying I, to find uh, that movie you're talking about. Did it come out last year? Uh, yeah, it was like a year or or a year and a half ago. But the Pope's Exorcist got fifty percent. I pulled up Pope's Exorcist fifty percent from critics, but it got eighty one percent from audiences. Um, I can't. I felt like it was like uh, something possession or uh, I, I don't think it was Exorcist. Anything Exorcist related? Because we got uh, Pope's I just Exorcist. Go- I googled horror movies with nuns twenty twenty three, and I can't find anything other than the nun two. Did you like the Pope's Exorcist? Uh, it's it's fine. Yeah, it was a good. Uh, that's like the perfect movie pass. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was. I felt like it was. It was fine. It wasn't anything that like. Um, I, I, like. I mean, I couldn't believe that they like literally set up a sequel, like its own universe. Oh, I about yeah. died laughing. Um, um, yeah, that, <laughs> not like in a bad yeah. way. It was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's where um, I. Uh, I felt. I feel like it was okay. It was. It was. It was fun. I don't know if I ret- would return to it again. Um, yeah, probably gonna, not. Oh, uh, pray for the devil. That was the name of. Oh, it. that's right. And it was pray like P R E Y. Yeah. Um, let me see what that got because I can't remember like how that did. I want to say that did like thirties if I can remember. Um, oh no, really low. It's it's higher than Madam Web, but there's sakes. only 36 reviews. Oh, that's weird. I'm expecting pretty much the same thing for this, so I stand okay with my 45. percent uh, Now, movie number seven is a sequel. Comes out March 26th. It's called Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey 2. Oh, <laughs> which no. The first movie, uh, 61 reviews. It came out 2023, three <laughs> percent. On Rotten Tomatoes, three percent. This looks like heinous trash. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I find it hard to believe that they can get lower than three percent, though. I mean, that just almost seems impossible. I'm gonna say ten percent. Well, I'm gonna do you one better, and I'm gonna go with what's part of this title. I'll say two percent. Oh my gosh. It will barely go down, but it will go down to two percent. I mean, what I, sick bastard thinks this is like a funny concept? And who's have you paying seen, to did, watch this? Did you see the first one? No, it looked oh, man. awful. It's it was, on Peacock though. Like yeah. I got it on Peacock, and it was like recommending that. It's worth watching at least once. You saw? It's, oh yeah, um, you did see it. No. <laughs> I thought you did see it. No, yeah. I haven't. I haven't seen it. I saw the freaking Grinch oh, one. Oh, the Grinch. The mean yeah, one yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was so, that was, that was asinine. That actually, <laughs> it felt like I had acid burning my eyes for part of the movie. And I'm like, oh no, I just, I just got bought butter from the popcorn in my eyes. Good um, God. But that was, that was bad. I just got on Peacock and there's a whole section for directed by Chris Nolan. Inception, Memento, Dark Knight, Dunkirk, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight Rises, and Oppenheimer. I was hoping that they mislabeled and put poo, blood, and honey under his name. (laughs) I don't know if I could sit and watch that first one. I just don't find that funny. It just seems... Heinous. Heinous. Heinous, heinous. So the final movie is the new edition in the MonsterVerse. And it's so. I, what is this title? Godzilla X Kong. Is that Godzilla and Kong? Yeah. The New Empire. What I, is that supposed to be? I don't. It's. I'm guessing it's like Godzilla times Kong. It's like. It, like how do like, I? How if you were to go up to a box office window, we should be like, can I get a ticket for Godzilla? Like you wouldn't even finish it. Like what? I wouldn't know what to yeah. say. Yeah, that's it's yeah, I guess. I that's it it's annoying me because is it like they need a they need to release something like, hey, what is what what do you say? Times is it Godzilla and Kong? Yeah, I just think that makes the most sense. It's it seems like that would be because it's like a team up, it's a buddy cop 
or Buddy Eight, <laughs> whatever, Buddy Monster movie. It's like their version of Lethal Weapon. So this is the newest thing in the MonsterVerse, which was Godzilla. Um, Godzilla, 76%, 2014 movie. Kong, Skull Island, uh, 75%. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which was 42%. That was a huge dip. Um, Godzilla versus Kong, which came out during COVID time in 2021. 76 percent good grief i'm surprised that you loved it so high and now we have uh godzilla x kong the new empire the newest trailer we got a new one recently it's the best trailer yet but man it still doesn't look great and i still think them running side by side it's just corny i don't know something about it just looks dopey as hell it's yeah, especially after seeing Godzilla minus one. Yeah. Um. So what say you for Godzilla and Kong, the new empire? Pretty Man, sl- this... outside of one movie, pretty solid reviews. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, the last one was seventy-seven percent, right? Yeah, seventy-six percent. Which was it was fine. I need to I need to rewatch those. I really like Godzilla, and I do have a lot of fun with Skull Island. Skull Island's a that's that's a good movie. Um, man, I think this is gonna dip a little bit. Actually, what am I gonna say? I'm gonna say sixty five percent. Oh, you're locking that in? Yeah. I was gonna say fifty five percent. So I'm gonna lock in fifty five percent. Yeah, it's funny because I was like, could I go fifty five? I'm like, nah. And then now I'm regretting it hearing you say that. I'm like, yeah, I screwed myself. I bet it'll be exactly fifty five percent. So I mean, I'm interested. I'll see it because I've I, I'm I'm interested and invested seems like a strong word, but I am invested in this monsterverse. Yeah, and then maybe I'll finish that freaking show. I just don't know if I, I honestly don't know if I can stomach finishing that show. I'm <laughs> being completely serious. Man, I, I dug it. I liked it. So I speak, want season two. Speaking of show, do you think they're going to do another season? Does it set up enough to do more? Uh, yeah. Or, or does yeah. it like, do you think this season, like it, it could, if they never did more, would it be okay? Um, yeah, but for both, I think that there there's a setup there that there's more for sure. But if they ended it, I think it's like, it, I think it could end as well. But it's definitely a setup of like, there could be more. And I'd like to see a little bit more, to be honest. Man, for whatever reason, I really am like wanting to see Night Swim with Wyatt Russell. Man, you gotta see it. So do you, you saw it or no, you didn't see it? I did. And it was poo poo, not a fan, not a fan. Really, I got I got to say I was. Uh, there's a lot of movies like anything from Madam Web to Nights when I'm like, eh, a lot of yeah, but that's like the time of year I guess. So just like, you know, to end up getting to the good stuff, I guess we gotta pay penance. <laughs> what if you actually had to watch an X amount of bad movies? In order to watch something good, I like needed to, you know, like stamp your card, like eat seven hoagies and get your eighth for free. 
Next. But it's like, <laughs> watch six bad movies between January and February, or January and March, and then when April rolls around, we'll let you see, I don't know, we'll let you see The Fall Guy. You know, something good oh, coming man, out in the summer. Oh, man, I'm so pumped for that. Speaking of, it got me more hyped for that, talking about the Super Bowl. I'm still hyped. It didn't really uh, notch anything up, but, man, I'm no, so that pumped was a, for that. That was a good Super Bowl spot. Um. But yeah, little trailer. I think if yeah, I would I would do that because the thing is, what would suck is like say for what we were talking about earlier, someone who said yeah, I'll just see one movie a year, and that means they got to drag out eight years of their life. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine that might be good for the box office. It's like you're forcing we is like we you you have to go see six movies between this period. Yeah. So at least you're driving business to theaters. I think they should totally do that. Yeah, I mean, but the movie has to be like. On Rotten Tomatoes, like under fifty percent, like yeah. it has to be slammed, I like and you just have to go and, and pay penance. <laughs> I, I I like that. I like that. It's. Um... I think we should. I think we should implement that. I'm gonna pitch that. <laughs> I don't know who I should talk to, but. Uh, now speaking of shows, you mentioned uh, Monarch. Ooh yeah, but we're not gonna talk about Monarch again. We're gonna talk about Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and I don't know if we should just immediately dive into spoilers. I will say, I. Thoroughly enjoyed the show. I thought Donald Glover was fantastic. So good. I think there's a couple episodes that follow a really traditional, typical formula that I wasn't super into, but the back half of the series or this season is really good. There's like a three episode stretch where I was, I'd watch one and then watch the next one and be like, oh, that was, that was my favorite one. And mm -hmm. then watch the next one. I'm like, oh, that's my new favorite one. So highly recommended, oh, and then time. you really liked it. Oh yeah, I. It was one of those that it definitely hooked me, and I'll say my big thing was I was a little, uh, hmm, reluctant to believe that Donald Glover could be like an action star or hero or play in this role, and that was based on the trailers. And I'm like, I love Donald Glover. Don't get me wrong, I love Donald Glover. I love Childish Gambino. But the thing is, it's like, in this role, could he pull it off? And he did. But it's more along the lines of how it's set up. It's all in the cell, which we see these two people basically sign on to Hi-Hi or this group that they never... It's like a Charlie's Angels, basically, of getting orders from this secret group. And um, they do have a background, like a... Uh, military or or spy type, you know, something that sets it a uh, some some type of um, government training to get prepared to go into this like secret op type uh, uh, mission, and then also to work and work as a smith. But the thing is, I um, I like that how Donald Glover was kind of seen more of like a an everyday everyday guy. Um, it was one of those that he and um, I think both of them, actually, not just Donald, but I think for both Mr. and Mrs. Smith and those roles, I think they sold it where you don't have to believe that they are as the show begins with Alexander Skarsgård and Isa Gonzalez, where you think that, oh, both of them, I believe that they could be like assassins, whereas the couple that we follow, it's like, I don't really know if that's the case, but I like that discrepancy of setting it up. This is who you think. And then they die in the very 
first like two or three minutes. But it also sets the stakes in terms of what they're in for. And it's like, oh, if you fail your mission three times, then that's it. It's time for you to be executed and done. Um, I liked all of that setup, but that's why it sold me even more on seeing Donald in this role. So yeah, I, I really dug it. Not just him, or actually the two leads, uh, but especially the story and a lot of the parallels that you have them trying to like navigate their personal lives and their professional lives and how it is all entangled. I love that. I really liked it. I kind of like that they do. They bring up the idea that she she's getting better as a spy as it goes on. And it's not that Glover's not. But for him, in a lot of ways, it's like the idea of what he's doing is what he likes. Mm -hmm. Like living the spy life or dressing like the spy or doing these things. That is what was like appealing to him. And then he could also like kind of give it up. Well, that was interesting. I think we should go full-blown spoilers here. Mm -hmm. Like it's sound the alarm. Because we're going to talk about, uh, there's just a couple questions I have. Um, so spoilers here on out. This is your last warning. Final warning. One, I don't know if I should start with this first one. First, first thing I'm going to ask, uh, Paul Dano is introduced, <laughs> I think, in episode one. Yeah. And this entire, I think this show does a good job of setting up what you think is going to happen, and then it kind of swerves. Mm -hmm. Not that it doesn't follow uh, ideas that we've seen before, but it was like a lot of times I thought I knew where it was going, and then it would just have one little twist mm -hmm. or wrinkle to it. And I was like, oh, that's fun. And one of the biggest ones was they have this neighbor, Paul Dano, suspicious from the start. And I'm like, this guy is like either running the organization. He's like a former Mr. Smith mm -hmm. that's like going to kill them. And that never happens. He's just like, he he's just trying to buy their, I guess, uh, he's interested in their apartment mm -hmm. and like somehow making money off that. And it's like, he's not any invested in this outside of just the, his little story. Were you okay? Did you think that was a fun twist? Or do you think there's actually still more to that? And he's actually not, still not who he says he is. Um, I do think it's both. I think that he was keeping an eye on them, um, maybe from a competitor, because remember, that was where it's like, oh, we're, we're not the only players in the game. I do think that he was keeping an eye, but not for high high. He was he was in there looking and but he was doing it also for I think that he was um, he started with what he told Donald Glover's character. But I don't think, like, as it went on, I think he was pulled in. I do like that twist, though, because it makes it, it sets it up where it's like, oh, he's going to be a spy. Oh, he's going to be working, whatever. I, I do think that he was later pulled in. But I think the story that he's selling, I buy it. But I do think that there is also more to it as well. And he might he be like a cleaner or whatever who goes in and cleans up messes, you know, because at the yeah. very end, we see him calling. He's like, hey, I think it's on the market now or whatever. Yeah. He mentions at one point that he's like newly divorced. And it made me think, I wonder if he was asked to kill his Mrs. Smith. Ooh. And that's why he's by himself and he's maybe trying to get to her to get rid of Donald Glover's character so they could be I don't know. I expected so many different things and it didn't have a huge payoff. Mm -hmm. Other than it was just like, no, I'm just like this normal guy that has a job <laughs> and I'm interested in your real estate. And I thought that was kind of fun. 
I think probably the biggest question I have is this ends with mm. this first season. I'm assuming this can carry on, but you could do this anthology-esque in terms of we follow a new Mr. and Mrs. Smith. This ends with them, the idea that both of them might be dead. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of a fun idea if you wanted to change it up in season two with two brand, brand new leads. But the more I, I finished this like two days ago, and the more I think about it, the more I really don't like this ending if you go that route. I think... Because by the end of it, we come full circle with these characters, and it's like by the time they finally understand each other, this is the ending they get. And I think that's really unsatisfactory. So I'm hoping it does come back for more, but we get more with these two characters, because I think there's a lot more to explore. Oh, yeah. Would Did you like that? Would you be okay if they actually died? Because um, it takes balls to do that, and it's something I could totally see Glover oh, doing. Yeah. Of like, no, this is well, let's keep this real. I wanna I wanna shake up what the audience expects and both of these characters just get wiped out and we start fresh in season two. I just don't I, I like, don't like that, man. I want I wanna see these two again. I like both. I like I like the fact that it could happen and it probably will. But I also Ooh. like the fact that they faked I'm not gonna say faked because they weren't faking that. I, I I would like to think that they use this as an opportunity to get out and they leave and they survived, but we don't see them for a while and then they show up later, but they pop in and out. Maybe it's like consultants or, you know, they have some connection to the next round of Mr. and Mrs. Smith's, but I don't think they'll ever be major players. They won't be the main stars. I do think that will be the case, um, but I think they survived and it was for that reason to bring them up later. Uh, but I also do think the other option is that they really did die and they're, they're done. Oh my God. That would be such a bummer. Yeah. It's a risk. I, I, I uh, respect it, but man, I, I, I don't want that. <laughs> I just don't, I don't want, I need season two with these characters. I also think they could have set this up where, season two was them going after each other. Cause I actually mm. thought that's what they were going to do is the bulk of this episode. They're like going after one another or the finale. And I thought that was going to lead into season two, maybe where it's like a spy versus spy thing. And they're just trying to kill each other. Yeah. I don't know how you sustain that for eight episodes or whatever, but I kind of thought it was headed that direction. Yeah. Uh, Donald Glover's style fashion in this is amazing oh so good so every good. episode he had something where i'm like i want that me too <laughs> yeah. i loved where they lived i thought the performances were fantastic um what was your favorite episode because first episode i thought was really good mm. second one was the one where i'm like okay this feels like a formula the third one follows that same formula and i was like gosh i hope we don't get that mm -hmm. these last two have just been okay and then we get to the double date episode which was a lot of fun it was like a, um, they like end up in a nightmare that just gets weirder and weirder and they just like can't escape it. Like yeah. I just imagine being tricked into what they have to do. And I'm like, man, this is turning into a nightmare. And I think it's great. I love that episode. Uh, episode five is the one with Ron Perlman where it's basically they have a, an adult child. Uh, I thought that one was fantastic. And then honestly, couples therapy is episode six. That might be my favorite one. Mm. 
And I thought it's, it's built around them in therapy. And then we get snippets of missions as they talk about whatever it is that they're fighting about in that episode. And that would be hard to sustain for an entire season. But I'm like, that is almost a great premise of that's how you, that's how you tell the story Yeah. in each episode. It's just them in therapy. And then we're getting, you know, that's where we're getting the missions and stuff. Yeah. So that might be my favorite episode. And then the next one was pretty good too, where, uh, you know, John's working this mission. He thinks he's cheating on her and things go wild. What did you think about Donald Glover directing the final episode? It was good. It was great. I think that's one of my least favorite episodes. I, I think I texted, mm. oh, I know I texted you that. There's a truth serum scene that feels like oh. it goes on way too long. Way too long, yeah. And then the ending is the thing that I'm like, eh, I don't. If this plays out how it feels like it's going to play out, I, this is going to be one of my least favorite episodes. But I liked it; it was well done. And yeah. then the woman that they have playing Donald Glover's mom, I love the whole mom stuff too. Oh, that was so good. I don't know who this woman is. She's like the most nat. She felt like they they just found her on the street. She's like the most natural actor. Yeah. Like, it was just like, she's just talking from the heart. And I'm like, this woman is amazing. And I love the whole bit about him and his mom and why he's so close. And then she doesn't get it. And then the scene, the campfire scene, when he just like lays into her mm-hmm. is maybe the best thing Glover's ever done acting wise. He's oh, so yeah. good in that scene. So good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, they, they... she was maybe the highlight of that last episode for me, this this woman, the mom. I got. I don't even know who she is. I'd have to look. The, I'd have to look it up. But yeah, she. She. From what I can tell, she's never been in anything else. Is I just found. It. Additionally, Beverly Glover, who is Donald's mother in real life, makes her acting debut as Denise John Smith's mother. That makes complete no sense. No way. That is incredible. That makes total sense. Why she is so good and has this chemistry with him and is very natural. That's oh, incredible. That is, that is so awesome. That is incredible. I, I did not know that. That's actually breaking news to me. That is so cool. That makes, like you said, I I really liked her as well. And she was, she was, and their chemistry together, but also the love that he has. I really like that subplot. That was really, really good. Um, wow. That was great. And now I think the biggest shock, and I'm not being funny with this, in episode eight, she's feeding the cat Max and it gets shot. And the cat died. And Lex, at one point, my wife, we're watching it. And she goes, "Is the did the cat get killed?" And I go, "No, I'm sure the cat ran off." Like that's a stupid question. <laughs> They're not going to kill the cat off, and then they do. I my mouth dropped. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, they killed Max. I was so mad about that. That's that sucked. That surprised me. But I'm like, oh, that's one way to make her mad, though. Like she's now, you know, that's like them killing his mom and i just i i thought it was i was very shocked but at the same time i started thinking like yeah but i guess i'm shouldn't be that surprised but i'm i hated it that's truly one of the most shocking things of this entire series of any of the twists anything that happens i can't believe they killed max off and it makes me mad the kitty was so cute oh yeah love that cat i Um, like i do one of the, the best just small reveals is her 
that's her cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she brought that with her and that's, that like means the most to her. And I love that. I love that idea. Yeah. That there are a lot of very subtle moments like that, that made this show a standout, which might be, I'm guessing why it's like, gets like kind of mixed reviews where a lot of people, I guess, were just expecting it to be more like action packed. I don't understand the. I looked at some of these reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, these user reviews, mm-hmm. even Google when I Googled it. And I, I had to stop. I'm like, you people are stupid. <laughs> yeah. It was stupid. Some of these complaints. I, I agree. One thing I can't stand is like episode one, the reviewing it and be like, I turned it off after 10 minutes. There's like too much talking. I'm like, you have to set the story up, you morons. Yeah. yeah. Like, what did you think this was going to be? Yeah. And it's not that it's boring. There's plenty of action. You just have to actually watch it. Yeah. God. It's dumb. People are stupid. Yeah, there's, um, uh, I will say my favorite, going back to my favorite episode, is episode five, Do You Want Kids? That's the mm-hmm. Ron Perlman episode. Stephen Glover wrote it. Stephen Glover, yeah. Donald Glover's brother. I love this, that uh, they literally parallel that he wants kids and she doesn't. But they are flipped in terms of how they deal with the situation with the big kid played by Ron Perlman. Who doesn't at one point, and I didn't know the episode title when we watched it, but they like try to give him medicine and he's like a child. He's like, "Mm -mm, no. And I'm like, God, this guy's like a big baby. And then (laughs) it dawned on me what they were doing with little Toby. And that I and I also Ron Perlman was great in this uh, might be my favorite of his in a long time. But um, the now I didn't watch the because you said after each episode, there's like a behind the scenes where they break down the episodes. I did not get that because like you said, Amazon was pushing like watch the next episode, watch the next episode. That's how I watched it. I was literally binging, jumping from one episode to the other. I would have loved to have known while watching that there was behind the scenes and they broke it down because like that episode, I'm like, this is why after I watched this episode five, do you want to have kids episode? I'm like, this is why I really, really, really like this show because the parallels are so damn good but then it also is this is so rem- reminiscent of Atlanta, where there are multiple things being said, and it's a, an onion, and there, it is such a Glover, both Stephen and Donald Glover, in this way of storytelling. But it's just it's awesome. It's so good, and it's so natural, feels so real, and I love how again they flip the script. It's like one wants kids but he's not good at taking care of a big kid and the other is good at it but she doesn't want it and it's this paradox it just there's so much in this episode that i like actually i love so that's why i love this episode and it's my favorite I, it's just such a stephen glover thing to me because he seems so smart in his writing that mm-hmm. even naming ron's ron perlman's character toby um <laughs> invokes such an idea of a child like that is such mm-hmm. a little boy name to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like every little thing about it is just was played out so well. I love the series as a whole. I I I I want to oh, rewatch yeah. it. And then the other thing I like too is these episodes can stretch 50 minutes an hour. Most of them are around 45 minutes and they they don't feel like there's a lot of excess to it. Like there's some of these HBO shows that are 60 minutes or Netflix shows Mm-hmm. I'm like you, you could have cut this down. This I never felt that. I, I, yeah. I thought I was into it. I was uh, 
it never dragged for me. I thought both leads were amazing. I had never seen her before, but she, her chemistry with Glover is fantastic. Oh yeah. And then it has a few twists and turns that I, that I liked. And I just like a spy setting too. Like it has kind of a, not a James Bond feel, but it is kind of that where. Is that she can slick new, like it looks new, but also has a timeless quality about it as well. Well shot, well written. Uh, each episode kind of finds a fun way to parallel relationships, as you said, and uh, highly recommend it. I really enjoyed this. I hope we get more, and I hope it's with these two, because I think I think you're really doing a disservice if you kill them both off. Man, yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they, they killed Max off. You're really going to kill all three of them out <laughs> in one episode? Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah, that's, it's, I, yeah, that's a good point. I'm, I, I'm, I'm ready for more. Um, I can't wait for more and there'll be more. There's gotta be more. It's doing yeah. well in the streaming charts. I think it's interesting that, you know, obviously they sign up for this. I don't, we don't know what this corporation is or whatever, what this agency is. And I think that's part of what makes it terrifying is like, they can't get out. Mm-hmm. And I would be paranoid. I and mean, it's like three missions that you fail and they're, we're coming after you. You're dead. Yeah. But I would be like, I think this could happen at any moment, even if we are succeeding, because they're going to wipe their hands clean of us at some point. Right. So that opens up a whole new thing of that could be your final season of, of they're like, I don't know. They're after us mm-hmm. because they just got to, they just don't want to trail breadcrumbs of anything that we've done. So I don't know. I, I, Talking about this more, I want to restart this tonight. I've I've been very tempted to restart it since finishing it. This might be Amazon's best series. Oh, for sure. Like I was into Reach. I like Reacher. I was into the Terminalist. I don't even know. I mean, there's been a few other shows. Um, but man, keep letting Glover do what he wants. Oh, big time. Yeah, big time because this this was this was great. This was a solid, solid show, and I want more of it. Any other questions that you had? I'm trying to think if there's anything else that came into mind. No, that wrapped it all up in terms of like the lingering thoughts and and everything that I had about the show. Other than the fact of I just I want to see more, and I'm ready to see more. Did you have an episode that you weren't super into? Like the John Tutorial one, which is episode two. Mm-hmm. I was, that was my least favorite. I was not super into that. Yeah, that I, might have I, been I thought mine. that was kind of tiresome. And that's when I was worried that this is the formula for every mm-hmm. episode. And yeah. the only thing I think that does well is it sets up that it's a failed, it's their first failed mission. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, I, I agree. That one, I was a little... Not annoyed by him, but I'm like, eh, I guess we'll see. And then what helped was that I was able to just keep binging and, and going beyond that. Yeah. But that that might have been. And it sets up it sets up the truth serum thing, which obviously has a plays a role in the yeah. final episode. So I guess it sets that up. But um not a huge fan of that one. I do like too that this like a good James Bond, it, it's globe trotting. So we go to all these beautiful locations, and you're me like that third episode. We're immediately in Italy. It's like snowy. It looks oh, yeah. beautiful. Um, so you kind of it was like a nice 
palate cleanser for that second one, which I just was not huge on. But uh, overall, highly recommended. Yeah, big time. I agree. This was, uh, and I, I do see, I'm going to have to think about it, but I, I do think off the top of my head, this is my favorite Amazon show. I would have to really do a dive into what else they've done. But um, yeah, so this was a supersized episode. This is going to be a long one. This is going to be long like uh, Kong's Dong. Oh, yeah, this ended up uh, being our uh, Godzilla and Kong, uh, whatever. And we're running out of time on Zoom again. So, goodness gracious, we've Zoom sucks. Yeah, we. I'm just gonna throw that out there. We've blown through three of these uh, so far, and we just keep it going. But yeah, this. Uh, you 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 said Kong's dong. I'm gonna say we're gonna hang D like Toby J and. Um, <laughs> Hopefully he pops up in um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith season two because we need some more Toby. What's his last name? Jones. Toby Jones. Toby Jones. Okay, okay. <laughs> Toby Jones. He he should have been Toby instead of Ron Perlman. No, Ron Perlman. No, Ron was fantastic. Yeah, Ron has that perfect where he, he was able to be a little child but also a scary <laughs> adult man. Yeah. And I really like that. That's so true. But, uh, man, that's... Um, I'll, just, I'll just say that with all that said, and this hour, almost hour, no, it's more than an hour and a half. With all that said and done, keep watching. <laughs>